You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Heard me caution sports parents about the potential pitfalls and concerns regarding travel team sports. But I think we all know that the reality is travel programs are pretty much here to stay. I mean, they're, they're popular. Uh, many of them do provide excellent and advanced instruction for our kids. And for competitive uh, youngsters and their parents, travel or club programs are just what they're looking for in spite of some of the built-in concerns, including concerns about playing time, uh, positions played, and, of course, the time and expense. But then every so often, I'll hear about a travel program for youngsters that not only seems to have addressed all of the potential issues surrounding travel teams, but actually seems to have figured them all out. And the result? Well, it's the kind of club program for kids that I think we should all take a very long and serious look at, and if we can, learn from it. And to that end, I think I have found one that's worth your attention this morning. Now, as happens so many times on the Sports Edge, I was approached by a listener to the show, Bob Germano of the New Jersey Vipers softball travel team, and I think he has a fascinating and, quite frankly, encouraging look at travel softball that, again, is something I want you to to hear about. In fact, I was so impressed with Bob and the, the Vipers and his principals that I've asked him to come on the show this morning and to tell us more about how he started the Vipers and what it's all about. Bob, good morning. Good morning, Rick. It's a privilege to be here um, to talk about something that we're so passionate about. Well, I, you know, as I said, uh, you know, this is something that, uh, which I really do love about the show, is the fact that I'll hear from people like yourself, somebody who's been involved in sports your entire life, and, and basically, well, let's start at the beginning. You, you and your, your buddy Craig Weiss uh, up in Old Tapan, New Jersey, you felt compelled I guess, to start the Viper softball team, uh, you know, a few years ago. Tell us what happened. What's the background? Well, it's a story that I'm sure you've heard 100,000 times, maybe 200,000 times, <laughs> where in our local rec and town organization, you know, leadership evolved where fiefdoms were created, uh, dissension, a lot of silos. Uh, they seem to revolve around uh, advancing their own daughters or, or children's playing time or that of people in their uh, selected uh, uh, group of, of folks that they chose to surround themselves with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we saw their agendas coming through of, you know, manipulating tryouts and things of that nature, Craig and I saw this and said, you know something, there's got to be a better way. Let's go do something else. We're not sure what that is. Uh, Twelve parents bought into us uh, on an unknown. Uh, they had no idea that we were going to become a Viper organization. I think our initial name was something different. I don't even remember what it was. We had a couple different uh, variations of it. But the Viper started in 2012 as a local uh, four-town travel all-star team that played in a uh, local town league, and uh, we've evolved from there. Yeah, I mean, and again, I just want to put this in perspective. Uh, first of all, you know, our listeners should know, Bob, that you were a terrific uh uh, baseball player uh, in high school yourself. Then you played at Seton Hall. I mean, Seton Hall was a powerhouse for many, many years, still a top program. But, I mean, when you played Seton Hall, your teammates included people like Mo Vaughn, John Valentin. Uh, you were a terrific hitting outfielder. 
And after you finished playing baseball, you were a, 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 you were a star fast pitch uh, softball player for many years. So, you know, baseball, softball is in your blood. But as you mentioned, this is a story I hear a lot from parents where they say, you know, in our town there was problems, there were fiefdoms, there was politics, there were silos. You decided along with, uh, with, with Craig Weiss to say, you know, let's try to find a better way. And uh, you, have, you have two daughters, correct? I do. I have my daughter, Lindsay, who's a senior uh, this year at Old Penn High School, and my daughter, Reagan, who is in eighth grade at the middle school. So in other words, you, you guys felt compelled to say, let's find a better way to run our program so that our daughters can, can benefit and learn how to become better softball players. And yet, and this is the key, Bob, to, to sort of incorporate a lot of the sense of fair play and principles and ethics that I guess you learned over the years from playing ball yourself. I mean, the Vipers are a little different in terms of being a travel program. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, our initial um, launch was as that all-star uh, travel team. And, you know, really, when I say all-stars, it was um, anyone who was interested in playing. We had a no-kid-left-behind policy. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 10 and 12 years old, uh, you really don't know what a kid is going to become. Mm-hmm. So uh, we feel that our training and uh, the team approach that we have, uh, they would adapt to what we were looking to do. And we had been successful at every age level we were at. But it wasn't so much just for that team. You know, and again, looking in, you know, looking back, uh, you know, you realize things that you may not have realized at the time, but we wanted to also create a pathway for my younger daughter and the girls that we knew that were younger than her. We didn't want those generations of players to go through kind of what we were experiencing. So we wanted to create an alternative path that they could come in and see, hey, this is who we are. We were very transparent. We were very um collaborative with our parents and what we were trying to do and you know it, it it's evolved from there i mean looking again looking back what we started as and what we are today i could have never imagined we have become what we are and so the the, the jersey vipers uh it's for girls 10 through uh, through 18 uh obviously it has evolved and use that word which i think is key now this is that collaborative with the parents uh, that's that's something you don't hear too often with travel teams. Usually, again, you know, travel programs evolve in such a way that it becomes a little bit adversarial between the parents who obviously are paying for their kid to play and the coaches or the administrators who run the team. When you say you were collaborative with the moms and dads, I know one of the things you're particularly proud of, you have, what, more than, a, I guess, more than 100 girls uh, with the Vipers now, but the retention rate, I mean, that the girls who played last year come back and play the following year. I mean, that's a phenomenal uh, number that you were telling me about, the, uh, how many girls come back and keep playing with the Vipers. Yeah, we, we have over 100 players, and you know, we also continue to run that. Um, you know, the definition of our things is travel is, and when you get into different areas of the country, and even in South Jersey, travel is considered what we call club. And uh, in North Jersey, travel is considered like your town all-star team, or mm-hmm. you know they'll go out and play the the local towns in a um, in, in a in a uh, travel competition type level. Um, so you know, you know what 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 we've done with with our parents uh, is you know we understand that it takes a village to do this, and that the success of our organization is really a testament to the parents. Uh, you know they're the ones that they do an amazing job with their kids. They commit to our organization not only financially, um, but they do it emotionally and almost unconditionally. Uh, we we really become one family at every level. You know, they're down the lines. They're cheering on not only their kids but the kids on on the team, 
the siblings are there. I mean, it just really becomes a community uh, within each level. And, you know, they trust us with their kids, and it's a responsibility we take very serious. You know, we, we use softball as a vehicle, that's for sure. We train them in, in softball-related activities, but, you know, we're also trying to teach them other things. And, uh, you know, we involve our parents in, in a lot of things that we do, whether it be traveling to a hotel or setting up pizza parties or uh, T-shirt uh, collaborations, things of that nature. You know, we are very clear. You know, we don't want to hear game strategy during the game. <laughs> you know, we don't want anybody coming up saying you should hit and run here. You know, we're with the kids in practice. We know what they're good at. Uh, but, you know, they, the parents really understand where the boundaries are. Uh, they know they're a part of the organization. They're a part of the team. We embrace that, and um, again, I, I think it's something that uh, we're really proud of. Uh, we're talking this morning with Bob Germano, who is the the founder uh, and, and creator of the New Jersey Vipers uh, softball program. Again, I just mentioned it's, it's a, a phenomenally successful program that grows uh, every year. It, it's uh, for girls playing softball between the ages of 10 to 18, uh, yeah, I call it a travel program. Obviously, in some parts, it's called a club program. But the fact is, these are kids who obviously really want to grow and continue to play uh, with their interest and love for softball. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we, I hear so many concerns about travel programs and, and the concerns about how the programs are run and, and yeah, the tryouts and, and so on, but, you know, playing time, all these things. And yet the Vipers seem to have figured all this out. And friends, we're going to take your calls and comments, of course, for, for Bob Germano at uh, 1-877-337-6666. That, of course, is brought to you by Mohegan Sun. Unlimited possibilities await you at Mohegan Sun. You can plan your stay at mohegansun.com. Uh, Bob, let's talk about uh, some of the, the, the uh, fundamentals here. First of all, um, and I do, I do want to talk about the tryouts and how the coaches are found and, and so on and so forth. But let's be upfront about this. The annual cost for a girl to be on the Vipers, it's not cheap. It's $2,700, but the, that's for an annual fee that goes, what, from August until July. Um, and you figure another $1,000 to build into your budget because you're going to be, you know, that 2700 does not cover the cost of, uh, you know, driving to, to tournaments and, and that kind of thing, correct? That, that's correct, and it's something that we are obsessed with evaluating and reevaluating our, uh, our value proposition in the marketplace. If you look back at how we started back in 2012 and what the club circuit looked like back then and what it is today, it's very different. Um, there's really no barrier of entry for somebody to start a club team. It's you know 12 kids, uh, an insurance policy, and you know, bang, you've got a team, uh, but it's relationships, it's knowing what tournaments to go to, all those kinds of things. So, you know, what what we've done is you know, we, we've made sure that we keep those fees very affordable, uh, that we are very upfront and transparent with our players uh, and our parents of who we are, what we do, what we do well, but we're also very upfront in telling them who we're not and what we do not ever plan to be. Like, for example, we don't feel it's necessary to get on planes to play softball. Uh, we may dip our toes in, the, in that water at some point. Uh, I know we're thinking about it in an isolated situation, but you know, we're within a four or five hour drive of 30 million people. 99.9% uh, .9 of the kids that are in our program are going to go to school in the mid-Atlantic or Northeast. If they do plan to uh, be one of the select few to go play in, in college, uh, that's probably where they're going to be. 
So, you know, we feel that we are meeting the needs of our of our customers, which are our parents and players, by by staying in these in this area in the Mid Atlantic and the Northeast. The competition is amazing. Uh, the tournaments can be very very competitive. Uh, there is a tournament for everybody, so lesser competitive teams, more competitive teams. Uh, we have figured out where those are, and we can schedule accordingly. But fees-wise, you're right. It's $2,700. Uh, it's probably another $1,000 in meals and hotels and tournament T-shirts and all those kinds of things. And, um, you know, it's something we're always evaluating. You know, for example, one of the things that we just got the opportunity to do, and again, you know, like I said earlier, something that we didn't forecast when we started this thing, and even when we set the fee structure, uh, we had the op- we have the opportunity, and we secured it uh, to gain access to our old, our own field complex that we can control scheduling. Uh, now, all of a sudden, there are maintenance fees and cutting lawns, and <laughs> you know, bringing in infield clay. So those are things that we need to budget for. So you know, we'll allocate that accordingly and do the right thing when the time comes. Uh, but again, that's something we'll be very transparent about. Well, we're talking with Bob Germano of the New Jersey Vipers, and uh, we got to take a pause here, Bob. And again, I I, I do want to. Here on the Sports Edge, this is Rick Wolf. My guest this morning is Bob Germano, who is the creator, owner of the New Jersey Vipers softball travel or club uh, program. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a feel-good story, and it's something that I, I was eager to have Bob on the show to talk about the success he's had in a relatively short period of time because, as I said, you know we know the travel club teams are going to be here and they're not going away. And the question is, how can we take them to a higher level where it's a win-win, obviously, for the kids who play and also for the parents, the coaches. And uh, before we get to our calls here at one 337 6666 Bob, I did want to just make this one point. We talked about the cost. And, yes, travel programs do cost money. You said the Vipers cost $2,700 for an annual fee. Uh, let's bear in mind, of course, that uh, many travel programs cost anywhere from 5000 a year to as much as ten to fifteen thousand or beyond that, uh, if the if it gets really out of hand in terms of all the really travel and and to tournaments, uh, and I and put this in perspective, Bob, how, how much? I'm curious, how much do you get paid uh, at, with the Vipers for your work for them? I don't get paid anything. This is a passion project for Craig and I. Uh, I'm a mortgage banker. Um, I have a very successful career. Uh, Craig is an attorney. He's a very successful one. Uh, with our founding principal uh, or our founding um, team being a uh, the 2012 uh, Travel Viper team, mm-hmm. we always said that we would continue to put the uh, money back into the kids, and that is absolutely uh, what we have maintained. Uh, we continue to do that, um, and again, with how we have evolved, it's 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 been critical. Uh, you know, we're not a softball factory that you know we have mortgages to pay through this revenue or anything else. It's how we're able to keep things. Very manageable, and we just installed um, uh, last year. We put twenty thousand dollars into improvements into our indoor facility, including new uh, new turf, new hitting nets, uh, new equipment, new lighting, etc. Uh, so all the money gets reinvested back into the kids. And this is what I was saying before: that the principles and 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 the sense of of real purpose that you put into this program. That's why I brought this up uh, because I wanted to show or listen to our listeners or have them hear just this is how a program where it's all about the kids and the kids' development. And, and yeah, we know that travel programs 
our for-profit operations, but this is, this puts a, a little different perspective on it. Okay, let's go to our callers. Let's go out to uh, to Pennsylvania. Rich is standing by. Rich, good morning. You're on the fan. Rich, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go Can ahead, you Rich. You're on. Yes, sir. Go ahead. You're on the air. Okay. Yeah, Bob. I want to. I want to ask you a question because I've been a travel baseball coach for five years, and uh, I don't see we need some. I don't know about softball. We need some form of regulation in terms of birth certificates uh, and and kids who come in on Sundays and replace the actual player on the team. We call them Sunday ringers just so they can win the tournaments. Um, do you have a, a policy on this for your program, and what do you think about that? Uh, we, we certainly have fell victim to that. Um, I remember that happening with my first third and fourth grade travel team uh, in a local tournament uh, where I, I raised that concern and uh, the director, who's now one of my Viper coaches, actually refunded our monies uh, because he he thought we were in the right. Uh, how we we can't control what other teams do, and if the trophy is that important to another organization, they're going to do certain things, and they are playing within the rules. And you know, assuming that the kids that you're referencing are within the age limits and they were on the roster when they started, then that's that's kind of the risk you take going into these things. But what we do in our in our uh, organization is. If it, it, we don't allow that, we don't allow uh, guest players unless we've exhausted all other opportunities. Um, you know, our policy is we're going to pull across, pull up, or pull down. Meaning, uh, if we have multiple teams at a certain level, like for example, this year we have two teams at 12U, we have two teams at 14U. So if a team is short um, or needs another player for whatever reason due to injury, uh, they'll pull over from the other uh, team at that level. Uh, if they need another player, we'll pull up from uh you know like the 14u team could pull a kid up from 12u give them the opportunity to play at an accelerated level and the last scenario that we'll look at internally is if we have a kid that's age eligible that's playing let's say a 16u team that's really a 14u still eligible we'll pull them down again for roster completion purposes not to go win the tournament that's not what it's about uh if any of those uh, situations are not possible due to pre uh, due to other tournaments being scheduled. Whatever, we will invite a guest player, but that guest player plays last. That guest player will play, um, uh, you know, an outfield position. Things that I'm more accountable to my parents and my players than going to win a tournament. Uh, right. I can't look a parent or a player in the eye and say, "Yeah, you're going to sit and we're going to play," you know, uh, Sally guest player because we want to go win this tournament. No trophy is more important. Uh, no trophies that important to us. Other teams do it. I can't control that, but that's what we do. Yeah, Rich. Well, you, Rich yeah, can I ask another question? Yeah, I was going to say, Rich, this uh, is an important issue because the, the, the issue about ringers and tournaments, uh, unfortunately, that is something that's become very rife uh, with, with travel uh, programs and t- because, obviously, the, the people who run the travel teams figure, well, if we bring in a, an extra key player to pitch or whatever it might be, that uh, we have a chance of winning the, 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 the trophy, and that, that makes our program look that much better. But, but Rich, as you know, this causes all sorts of issues uh, with the, the, the opposing uh, uh, teams in the tournament as well as with the, the parents of the, of the, of the, on the travel team. Right. It's a terrible, terrible example to set, but I've seen parents want to win trophies more than having their own children play, which I think is really bad. Oh. Uh, Bob, can I ask you this? You, if you take a 12-player roster to a tournament, you play all twelve. You battle all twelve, or do you just fit substitutes in where you do where you see fit? Uh, you know that that is a great question. My my personal philosophy is, um, you know, we're different than high school sports. And when I say this is my personal philosophy, this is the philosophy that we look to um, 
expand through all of our coaches. You know, we're different than high school sports. This is a pay-for-play situation. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I'm charging a fee, and I, I'm offering an opportunity for somebody to be part of our organization. Uh, I believe it's an honor to be part of this organization, uh, but to have somebody be part of the organization and not play, I think it's a false honor. So our belief is that if you are good enough to be part of our organization and we are charging you the fees that we charge, you're going to play. And if you're not good enough to be prepared for that situation or you're not ready for that situation, that, that's on us as, as a coaching staff. And if a tournament allows us to bat 12, I'm batting 12. If a tournament allows us to only bat 11, I'm going to figure out how to properly substitute each situation. Uh, matter of fact, we have a 10U uh, uh, team that's going into their first tournament today up in Danbury uh, into a dome up there. And uh, I reached out to our tournament, to the tournament directors up there, Ross and Dan, and, and, I, and I asked them, hey, can we allow these teams to bat everybody in, in, in this tournament? Because, you know, it's important that all the kids play and they get their reps. And they actually amended the rules to allow for that. So, that again, that's our philosophy. I've won state tournaments in that philosophy. Um, I was uh, 60 feet away from the Nationals championship with that philosophy. My kids play. If I take their money, they play. Yeah, Rich, these are good questions. Thank you. Uh, thank you for your input this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. Uh, you know, and let me ask, in fact, I was just going to ask you, Bob, you know, the success, I mean, what kind of, uh, it's one thing to have a travel program, a club team where, yeah, we're doing all the right things. You just mentioned everybody, if your kid's on the team, the kid is going to play. Uh, you know, and, and all those other good things we're talking about. But just how good are your players? And what kind of success are you having with, with these girls? Our players evolve and, and advance based on our training. Uh, you know, I, I wish I could say that, uh, that every situation where I've had a player in a, in a certain situation has come out perfect. <laughs> you know, it hasn't. <laughs> uh, you know, like any coach, I remember the losses more than the wins. Sure. Uh, I still cringe over some of them. <laughs> But you know what? That's part of the evolution of learning. You know, um, as coaches, we, we have to remember that it's, it's, it's a hard game. It, it's, it's, it's not instinctive like soccer or basketball where, you know, speed or hustle can, you know, to the ball can offset lack of fundamental skills or game knowledge. You can't hide on a softball field. It's our job to prepare them for that moment. Um, and and ho- hopefully they, uh, you know, hopefully they can execute. And if they don't, it's a teaching moment. It's a hard game. Uh, they will be better at 12U than they were at 10U. They'll be better at 14U than 12U. And, you know, you got to pat them on the back, wish them well, show them what they did, and put them in the situation again. You know, I, I know that when I was growing up, you know, there's no videos of those games, but I'm sure I made mistakes. And, you know, I, I, I have to stay humble. It's a, it's a very humbling game. The day you think you know it, uh, go do something else. But by now, you've been around since 2012. The Vipers obviously have won tournaments. They've obviously, you just mentioned a few minutes ago that you got uh, very close to winning a national tournament. I mean, you, obviously the girls are progressing in terms of their ability and talent. They are. And, you know, we, we've developed a really good reputation uh, in our local market, which is really Bergen County and, um, and, and Rockland County, um, you know, New Jersey and New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, one, of the, one of the greatest things that, that can happen, and again, it starts at, at 10 years old. So we kind of get this grassroots following where the kids that have committed to do the work and committed to go be part of this rather than, you know, stream uh, Riverdale or something on their, on their laptops – 
the kids that are committing to, to put in the work and, and work from our season goes from September through the end of July, by the time they get into those summer tournaments and they're playing against the local towns in those, in those summer travel leagues and summer travel tournaments, an umpire came up to me last year and said, you know what, Bobby, when, when I see a Viper's helmet on a kid, I know they're going to be good. I know they're going to be respectful, and I know they're going to play the game the right way. And they usually get the benefit of any call. And this was an umpire telling me this. I mean, wow. I'll never tell anybody who yeah. it was. It was, great to, it, it, was, it was great to hear because that, it, it's a reputation that we get from the umpires, from tournament directors, and that translates at, at all our other levels too. But then the kids see the Viper helmets, and it's like, wow, how do I become part of that? And so, like, we start attracting good players. And, and, you know, another thing, too, Rick, is that girls are different than boys is that there's still a very social aspect to this. So we embrace that. We know that there's a social aspect. You know, we, we do things that I don't think boys travel teams can ever do. You know, we do the secret Santas. We do the pizza parties. We do the pool parties, all those kinds of things, because these kids really become best friends over the course of their year and it's something we embrace because they're playing as much for that than anything else. And, you know, 10 years from now or 15 years from now, and they're in a situation that they're looking back on this, they're not going to remember the wins and losses like I will. They're going to remember all those other aspects, and they're going to remember the experience. It's something that we try to do. All right, let me, let me stop you there, Bob. As I said, it's, it just sounds like you guys have really put together a tremendous program. Uh, and, uh, well, let me take a, a pause when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Bob Germano about the New Jersey Vipers softball program. We'll take your calls. And, Jack, I know you're up next, so stay with me. We'll get to you in a second. But we'll- Radio.com. Radio.com. And speaking of John Sterling and the Yankees, of course, at 9 o'clock this morning, Ed Randall will be here, and Ed will be talking baseball as well. Make sure you stick around and hear what Ed has to say and his various uh, wonderful guests. Uh, and, um, you know, before I get back to our conversation with Bob Germano of the New Jersey Vipers softball, I do want to talk uh, a quick story about the from Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed. In that book, uh, which is now available, I, I talk about the power of visualization and how to do that right. And people always ask me if visualization actually works. Uh, well, well, listen to this. Uh, I refer in the book to the, uh, the popular TV commercial where Hall of Famer uh, Rick Barry uh, shoots a free throw underhanded, which is the way he used to shoot them, and he does, does a blindfold, and, of course, he makes the shot. Now, as many of you know, Rick Barry was a great free-throw shooter with his old-fashioned technique. But I got a note this week from longtime Sports Edge, Edge listener Jack Smithlin, who uh, points out that uh, he saw St. John's, uh, former St. John's star and, and now the current coach, uh, Chris Mullins, he once shot 100 free-throws blindfolded, and Chris made 88 of them. So that's all about visualization and muscle memory, which comes from practice and more practice. Again, this is all covered in my book, uh, and as I said, visualization, yeah, I, I, I'm a firm believer that it does, in fact, work as, as exemplified by, uh, by Chris Mullins and Rick Barry. Okay, um, in fact, let's take some calls here at one 337 6666 and let's go to Jack out in Farallon. Jack, is that you? It's me. How you doing, Rick? <laughs> Jack, I was delighted that you dropped me a note about, uh, about Chris Mullins and that story about shooting free throws blindfolded. 
Yeah, his uh, his actually uh, his strength and conditioning coach was my best friend. Yep. Um, who uh, coached at the Golden State Warriors? In fact, when Chris got um, signed um, out of uh, out of St. John's, he uh, trained him all summer to get him into playing shape. And um, Chris had him hired, and he worked for 22 years. And they used to come to Fairlawn to watch my older son play ball. Mm-hmm. And we'd go over to the local gym and, and practice. And I watched this, and I was just amazed. It, I was, mean, ama- it was amazing. I mean, but, Jack, um, people, people have to understand, to shoot 100 free throws blindfolded <laughs> and hit 88 of them, that's an extraordinary it, percentage. And I'm going to tell you something. Probably the, out, of the, out of the 12 that he missed, they were like in and out. So it was like <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, I was just—I stood there in awe. And he was just an amazing shooter, of course. But he, you know, years ago when I spoke to him and, and hung out with him a few times, he said that that was one of the keys to his success is visualizing success, visualizing. And I told you the story about uh, Wooden with his fifteen guys. Oh yeah, Coach Wooden. Competition. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the, the group that didn't have a ball and had to shoot 50 without a ball won the competition every week. So, uh, it, it's you know, it's amazing stuff. I teach it. You know, getting back to your topic now, I mean, great topic. Um, Bob, first of all, uh, I want to know, are you any relation to the Germanos in Park Ridge? I, I am the, the, yes, I am the Germano from Park Ridge. Uh, my sister, <laughs> Laura, really? and uh, myself. Well, I coach Laura at Park Ridge. Uh, she was one of my players in soccer, and I and then after that I went on to coach softball for five years at Park Ridge. Um, uh, yeah, and, my my uh, sister Laura is one of our Viper coaches. She's running our ten U team, oh and my uh, God. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that um, I really made aware to our parents is that you know, she's the best athlete in the Germano family, uh, except oh, for hitting. That was me. Um, I say that with humility. That's the only thing I had. So over you're, her. So you're so you're Laura's brother. I am Laura's brother. Yeah, she's in our right. Hall of Fame in, in Park Ridge, and she was, yeah. uh, I think, 65 goals, 1,000 points in basketball, and all-county shortstop. She did it all. She and, was amazing. She scored all 65 with me, so uh, amazing. <laughs> I, I remember in her senior year when she went down with a knee injury, my heart came up, hit me in the face, and I said, uh-oh, what do we do now? So, But um, you're t- listening to your program, listening to your, your the Viper program, and I've known it for a long time. And I've heard only good things about it. Relating it back to one of Rick's previous shows, how do we get the relationship? To, and I, I understand it's paid to play, but, you know, people that are paying expect a lot more. I think even though the parents at the high school level are kind of crazy at times, but how do we get your program and your philosophy to the high school to, to, to let these parents understand? And I know Jeff Jasper had the same philosophy as you. Bring the parents in. Make them your friends. But there's so many athletic directors out there that don't like that philosophy. They don't want you to be their friends because then problems happen. But you're taking it to the next level is an amazing thing. So the first thing I did, you know, the first thing I thought about when I heard you on this morning was that how do we relate what you're doing to what we're trying to get, what Rick has been trying to understand and everybody about the parent pressures at the high school level. And as far as clubs go, and then I'll let you go, clubs are amazing. And I think they are the future and they're going to continue. And I don't think they'll ever exclude high school sports, but I do a lot of recruiting. I've been a recruiter now for about eight years 
I help all my hitters. I'm a private hitting coach. And the first thing the coach from college says is, what club does she play on? He doesn't ask what high school she plays in. He says, what club does she play on? And the reason being is that that's when they can scout them during the summer. When they're down, having downtime, they go out and recruit. During the seasons, you know, it's well, tough to get a coach to watch a high school game because they're in the middle of their season. Jack, so. let me, Jack, let me stop there because I'm watching the clock. But, uh, yeah, Bob, go go, go, and Jack, thanks as always for the call and the input. Oh, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Rick. Your uh, book was amazing. I finished it. Thank you. Uh, Bob, what about what about uh, your sense? And, again, obviously I'm curious about how you find your coaches because obviously, obviously you've got your sister Laura there. But tell, tell us your reactions to Jack's, uh, you know, questions. Yeah, he touched on a, on a couple of things, and um, I'll, I'll go down the checklist here. Number one, we've got an amazing uh, group of coaches. You know, when we initially started, we kind of went to people, not kind of, you know, we went to people we knew, uh, you know, through our coaching tree or just through people that we knew coached and played the game right that we played against. We had Andrew Sweeney out of Ramsey. Uh, we had Jerry Mercadante and Brian McCourt out of Midland Park. We had Josh Lant and Wyckoff. Uh, we had Matt Brown from Harrington Park. Uh, I mean, we, we were very fortunate uh, to have such a tremendous amount of coaches. Uh, Chuck Strollendorf out of Allendale. We, we just did a we, – we hit the jackpot with that. And we were able to extend our philosophies. You know, as we've grown and as time has gone on and maybe some of the kids' interests have gone to other sports or they stopped playing in some of those coaches or, in Andrew's case, his daughter's graduating mm-hmm. – um, we've gone in this year where we've included some some high school coaches. You know, we've got a, a coach from Emerson High School here, Christina Cohen. She's running our 12U team. Uh, Kayla Gravelis from Ramsey, who won a county and state championship last year as, as an associate head coach. We've been a very, very fortunate. And again, I think it's what we've done right and the reputation we've earned through our parents that made these coaches want to either stay here or come here. So well, uh, I... we... I was just going to say about, and, and, you know, again, I apologize, but we are run that's a clock here. And uh, it sounds to me, and again, I mentioned this earlier on the show, the, re, the, the annual return rate of the girls in your program, because we know that the, the softball programs or baseball travel programs, there's a lot of hopscotching from year to year, but the girls come back, which suggests strongly to me that the girls and their parents really like what the Vipers do and they want to stay part of it. And, uh, you know, obviously I know – you have a, a, several girls this year who will be going on to play college softball. Uh, it just sounds like a win-win. And oh, before I forget, please give the website where people can find out more about the Vipers and, and how they can contact you or the program. Sure. Uh, it's uh, NorthJerseyVipers.com. Uh, we are also on uh, Twitter at Real New Jersey Vipers uh, or Real North Jersey Vipers. We have an Instagram page. We have a Facebook page. Uh, all those links are on our website, but it's NorthJerseyVipers.com. That's great. Hey, Bob, as I said, I I, I do believe that, uh, and Jack, who's been involved uh, in sports for a long time, his entire career, we all believe that travel programs are here to stay. The question is, is going to be, how do we evolve travel programs into programs like yours with the Vipers so all the right things are being uh, being taught to the kids and, and the parents are a part of the uh, solution uh, not part of the problem. So, anyway, Bob, my thanks again for, for reaching out to me and uh, continued success uh, with the Vipers. Rick, thanks a lot for having me. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and anytime you need a resource, don't feel uh, don't be afraid to reach out. Hey, thanks again, Bob. We'll talk to you again down the line. Look forward to it. Thanks for your time. You bet. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 